Welcome to our Easy 93.1 podcast for Women's History Month. Cox Media Group and Easy 93.1 are featuring women who are making history now in South Florida as presidents and CEOs of nonprofit organizations that are making an impact on our community. The YWCA South Florida has been working to empower women for more than 100 years. More recently, under the leadership of President CEO Carrie Ann Roy's, that mission has expanded further. We are delighted to recognize Carrie Ann during Women's History Month. And Carrie Ann, we want to hear your thoughts about being a leader and a change maker. Thank you for talking to us. Thank you so much, Ellen. Thank you for having me. Let's talk a little bit about your background. You came to Miami from Jamaica 30 years ago, a little bit longer. What was that transition mm-hmm. like for you? Well, you know, I came as a 13 year old. And you can only imagine what 13-year-olds are going through. Oh, yes. (laughs) Uh, Raging hormones and lots of insecurity. Lots Lots of insecurity, lots of questioning, lots of figuring out who we are. But I also came from a household and a culture that was very grounded and rooted in our beliefs and our discipline and our real appreciation for who we are. So I came at 13 and I actually went right into high school. I went into high school early. So it was a real culture shock, a real culture shock, not only from leaving my home, but also from entering and jumping into diving into what was a high school culture in the inner city. That in itself was a personal transition. But there was also this, you know, hopefulness and this other transition of coming to this country and and all of the, you know, wonderful stuff you see on TV and the, you know, all the amazing opportunities and experiences that you could have here as well. But so navigating all of those feelings and all of those um, opportunities and all of those competing um, emotions, I think was uh, just what consumed me. And you obviously, with all of those challenges of, you know, jumping into high school right away in an inner city, things could have gone down a very different path. But you chose where you went. And it wasn't just high school. I am I am absolutely in awe of your education achievements. And if you don't mind my bragging on your behalf, <laughs> you got your bachelor's degree in psychology and sociology from FIU. Then you graduated summa cum laude with a master's degree in business administration from FAU. And then you went back to school at Harvard for your executive certificate in strategic perspectives of nonprofit management. Where did you develop this thirst for learning and how has it made a difference in your career? So I am a greedy learner, (laughs) but I am I am insatiable. I am absolutely a greedy learner. And I think even going back to school for my MBA, it was such a labor of love. And it's very different from when you go to school as an 18-year-old, right? Right. You know, very different. You know who you are. You know what you want. I am so glad I didn't do it during COVID because I love a classroom environment and I was able to enjoy that. I think my love of learning, again, is rooted and grounded in my culture. It's very, very highly sought after and highly regarded. As I was growing up, your entire community really wrapped itself around understanding the importance of education, valuing it, rewarding you, um, celebrating you, celebrating your family. Education was certainly something that we saw as our number one job. I love that. mm -hmm. 
And that just continues. Now, I have to ask, did you get, when you say you were rewarded for education, I used to get like a quarter for every A. (laughs) Did you get something like that? Did your parents? No. No. There was none of that. That was my one job. (laughs) Okay. The reward was in the learning and the achieving. That's wonderful. And Uh, the reward was in not having to suffer what comes when you don't get the AIDS. Right. So that was the reward. Right. Stay in the course. (laughs) And that's, you know, that's where change is so desperately needed in our country in equalizing education opportunities for everyone. Now, you worked with the YMCA for more than 13 years in other Mm -hmm. capacities. Then you went to another agency for a few years and then came back and took over as president and CEO of the YWCA. Yes. So what's different about the YMCA and the YWCA and being in a leadership role? Well, here in South Florida, I like to say no pools, no gyms, only social justice. Mm. At our YWCA, we are a social justice organization. We are rooted and grounded in that from day one. To eliminate racism and empower women has always been our marching call. We are a bold and proud mission. I think both YW and YM are cornerstones of community. We both serve very huge roles and have responsibilities to the people that we serve. At YW, however, we focus on the disparities, Mm. everything everything, every program, every communication, every education, every person we hire, every person on the team, everything we do has been developed to specifically address an area of disparity at the intersection of race and gender. So that is the main difference. I've enjoyed both journeys. Certainly leading the YWCA has been one of the pinnacle moments of my career, I would say. This mission speaks to my soul. Mm. I am the mother of two And I have enjoyed what it means to both struggle with being an immigrant woman in this country as well as thrive as living in my skin. And I know what it feels like to walk that journey on different sides. And each of us has a different story. So to be able to lead a movement that says we believe in, understand and want to uplift in every way, shape or form what women of color, people of color can do, and how we can all as a society walk that journey together. I think there's no greater work for me to do at this time. And you're such a perfect role model for showing exactly how people can take what's available and use it for good and accomplish amazing things. Now, in the nearly five years that you've been president and CEO of the YWCA, you talk about developing things. What new developments and initiatives have come about and are you most proud of? You know, there are several things that we have developed in this time that I'm really proud of. But if I were to say there were one thing that really ah, makes me happy when I go to bed at night, it's that we not only focus on programs that address individuals anymore, we focus on the systemic issues that cause these folks to have to suffer the disparities that they have in the past. So it's not just about focusing on, quote unquote, saving the victim. And we certainly are not a victimized community, but it's not about focusing on fixing how someone has already fallen in the cracks of society. It's more about why is there a crack? Mm. What happens when we resolve that so that we as a society recognize that there's a systemic issue, address that and allow others to then never have to fall into that 
into those woes. So I'm very proud of the fact that we're working with systems partners, that we're doing things that help us as a community to learn about equity and to learn about what systemic racism looks like in our society, that we're creating programs that change the economic outcome for a generation of women, especially in a time post-COVID where we've learned so much about the economics and how women hold up societies. And also the disproportionate impact that it's had on women of color. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what I'm most proud of is that we're really working on making sure that economics are at the core of equity and that we're addressing systemic issues with our partners. One of the initiatives that began under your leadership is called Stand Against Racism. It's a 21-day initiative. And this is starting in April. I, I love this because for the first time in a long time, I think race and equality are really being talked about openly and honestly. And YWCA is leading the way with Stand Against Racism. Can you give us a brief overview of the purpose of Stand Against Racism, what you hope to achieve, and how can our listeners participate? Thank you so much for giving us the platform to talk about this. Uh, Stand Against Racism was born out of, this is our third year doing it, actually. The first two years, it was under the moniker of the 21-day challenge, which some folks might recognize. It is about clearing space where we collectively, as a community, have an opportunity to learn about what systemic racism and inequities look like in regular life, in our day-to-day -day lives. Not all of us have the opportunity to change policy. Not all of us have the opportunity to run organizations. But as community members, we have the responsibility to understand our place in changing the equity outcomes for everyone. And I think we can all agree on that, regardless of if we're Republican or Democrat or whatever we want to call ourselves. This is a common safe space with free democratic information that we're asking you to clear a space in your day for 21 days. To change habits takes 21 days, which is why we ask you for 21, where once a day you get in your inbox an opportunity to learn about a specific topic collectively with us here in South Florida. It's been overwhelmingly successful and we're expecting thousands to participate this year. The rising tide raises all ships, right? I like to say ships. Some people say boats, I understand. Yeah. But that, that's the concept. We right. are all responsible and we want South Florida to be the most equitable community to live in. How can people sign up for Stand Against Racism? You can sign up today by visiting us on every social media platform, as well as on our website at YWCASouthFlorida.org or on social media at YWCASouthFL. That's oh. YWCASouthFL. Free to all, open to all. And you can also create a group that you and a peers either at work or in your Bible study or, you know, friends on your block can come together and take this learning journey together and talk about it on a weekly basis. Yeah, I think you already have like more than a hundred teams of companies, major organizations that are participating. And that is really heartening that so many people Absolutely. are getting. Yeah. And we have a partnership that's really helping to make this as robust with Football Unites and the Dolphins. So a lot of folks have stepped forward to say, we believe in this and we're all going to put our energies behind it. I just love it. You know, you are setting such an amazing example. Everything you've said here, I think people can take to heart as great advice. So what would you give as advice to a woman who wants to follow in your career footsteps to become a leader and a change maker? Wow. I think 
this work is very personal work. And if you have a personal calling within whichever space you sit, whether you're a lawyer or you are a teacher or you're a mother, or you do want to be the CEO of a nonprofit, follow your personal journey Deep dive into understanding the issues you care about. Show up and learn more. Figure out where you can connect and give back and, or take action and bring others along with you where you can. This journey is like any other journey where you are leading things and taking care of people. You have to show up. You have to be present. You have to be vulnerable. You have to be consistent and all of those great leadership things. But in order to lead a movement or a mission, it really does have to have personal meaning to you. Right. So do what resonates with you and do it from whatever seat you play, because we can all contribute. Okay. Great advice. And, you know, one of the things I often ask is, you know, if someone had a mentor, but I have a feeling that in a number of years, I'm going to be interviewing people who are going to say, you know, I had this woman in my life, Carrie Ann Roy's, and she took me <laughs> under her wing and she inspired me and, and I want to credit her. It's going to happen. And I have to thank you, Carrie Ann Roy's. I hope so. Yeah, I, I count on it. President, CEO of YWCA South Florida. We're going to look back in another 20 years and really appreciate the positive changes that you have brought to our community. We are grateful for what you do, and we salute you as one of our top 20 during Women's History Month. Oh, what a blessing. Thank you so much. And thank you for creating this platform to elevate the voices of so many women in South Florida. Thank you for standing for us. Anytime. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.